Hello friends, my name is Patrick Little and welcome to A Little History, the show that looks at human history eh, a little differently. I'm an ancient history major and an all-round historical nerd. I love telling stories, talking shit and cracking beers. Join us for season two as we continue on with our mythology apology. Nothing is off limits as we continue our exploration of some of the famous and not so famous stories from various mythologies and folklore from around the world. Stories that seek to explain the world around us, warnings against messing with the higher powers, or sometimes for the sheer entertainment. Sometimes I'll have a guest coming in cold, and sometimes it's just you and me. So kick back, drink them if you got them, and join us as we discuss the glorious mess that is our history with the little shit-talking and silly sound effects as well. Amiel, the pious. I'm sharing my office with a baby. You know what, what I've already been through, yeah, right, I'll probably just do that. And he kicks you in the water. That's out of order. I'm no detective, but I think they've actually had us on, yeah? How did we get to a shirt shitting on people? <laughs> I know, she's probably got a magic vagina or something which keeps you distracted, but... We're copping it over here, Dad. <laughs> it's not doing <laughs> shit for us. <laughs> I'm going to make a little frog do different times. But unfortunately, Gina Davis isn't rocking any of those skills. <laughs> and she's, she's killed pretty soon. Now, are you looking to shift the cat's allegiance? Go for good grand hand. Put the bags away. We're not going anywhere now. <laughs> you think in one of those 20 heads, you'd have a freaking good idea. <laughs> no. I mean, they've got parties with boxes, people eating semen. This is just a riot. They said I was mad. They said I was mad when I did that. <laughs> but I showed them. Who's mad now? <laughs> now kill him and take his foot. I'm a walking zombie burner. Welcome back, everybody, to A Little History Podcast. For part two of uh, Zahak the Demon King. Zahak the Demon King. Thanks for joining us wherever you are in this crazy globe. Yes, globe. None of that flat earth shit in this podcast. Thank you very much. Uh, big thanks to Matt for joining us for part two. How you going, bud? Well, <laughs> waiting for this story, bud. I've edge of my edge of my edge of my chair. Yeah, I've been sitting on a chair for two weeks on the edge of it, just waiting for this. But no. Uh, well, yeah, just like down classic stuff, and uh, we're over the Christmas break, Pat. So yes, festive family. She didn't come down to see because, you know, no. you've abandoned us. They know why. No. <laughs> yes. That's always fun. Uh, no. uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough in this, uh, this COVID world. So that's, uh, that's fine. Uh, for those from episode one or part one of this one, we didn't. Uh, Dad's fine, everyone. No worries there. I'm not dead. <laughs> Is he? Did he listen to uh, it? Well, well, he's not picking up my calls, but he's, he's fine. Yeah, you weren't invited to Christmas. So. <laughs> exactly. Could be a number of things, a number of reasons for that. He holds a grudge, old Miguelis. Uh, he yeah. holds a grudge. <laughs> All right. And so, uh, rub it in this one. Yeah, exactly. So uh, first reminder to everyone to hit that like and follow or subscribe button, depending on where you're hearing us mm. today. Give us a like. Uh, please leave a rating. Ooh, five stars, please. You know, it doesn't take much time at all, and it uh, keeps us coming to you. And uh, while you're at liking this, uh, liking and following this show, uh, make sure you check out <laughs> <laughs> the good old guys at Cloak and Dagger Podcast. Hello, I'm Patrick. And I'm Will. 
And this is the Cloak and Dagger podcast, where we explore the bloodiest assassinations that changed the course of history. From the shores of feudal Japan to the streets of Dallas, Texas, we've got poisonings, shootings, stabbings, and even a mummified garroting. So settle in, put your feet up, and prepare to dive into the bloody mess which we call history. She's right in his face mm. and stabbing downwards because he's in the bath. Yeah, I mean, anyone hearing that would be terrified. I'm scared. It's 2,000 years later, I'm still scared of them. <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to be a Kangakas thing. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were setting me up. I was like, oh, here we go. Oh, what no. the cuff? Fuck the cuff. Sorry. <laughs> that would be Cloak and Dagger. Sorry, that would be all over. Cloak and Dagger, boys. Done a couple of podcasts, uh, or a couple of episodes with these boys. Uh, both jumped on each other's shows, and they are awesome and that's a little history podcast recommendation apparently blood is not thicker than water for our host patty <laughs> who's helping his friends out but not his family okay? well blood blood only flows so far as uh as the little family <laughs> christmas table was testimony to <laughs> with the absentee brother here. <laughs> but he still they still set the places what's up with that <laughs> Uh, I'm sure, yes. sure Pato's going to be here. Remind us how much we don't love you. It's a good reminder. <laughs> Just sit there and throw food at the empty chair. Yeah, so we can throw our insult somewhere. <laughs> we have somewhere to aim. Uh, so a uh, link to the Cloak and Dagger podcast is in this episode's description. Uh, tell them a little history podcast sent you. Uh, I'm sure something will happen. Uh, <laughs> they give out prizes and stuff or <laughs> who knows are they just damning the eve it's like Pat, shut up we don't have anything to give them it's on you now pat and will balls in your car yeah free t-shirts <laughs> to whoever goes up yep. free t-shirts. Uh, so anyway without further ado let's uh dive back into the story of zahak the demon king so when we left things off last episode, things aren't looking super flash in the world. Uh, the magnificent ruler Jamshid, king of Persia, uh, had ruled exceptionally until he got a little bit too full of himself and lost his far, that being his divine right to rule, and thus his rule began to decline. In the lands of the Arabs, King Murdas, a kind and generous ruler, is killed by the demon Eblis as he's doing his morning prayer walk. Wink, wink. Uh, in cahoots with Murdas's <laughs> son, <laughs> Zahak, Eblis, uh, sorry, in cahoots with Murdas's son, Zahak, Eblis paves the way for the ambitious son who is predispositioned towards evil, and Zahak takes the throne. Uh, now disguised as a cook, and after preparing some tasty treats for the king, Eblis garners some goodwill with Zahak, and the king offers the cook anything he desires. Uh, the cook asks only that he can smooch the king's shoulders and rub his face and eyes on them for a bit, uh, yes, which, right. yes. <laughs> for which uh, Zahak was, uh, you know, thinking he got off a little bit light with this one, uh, promptly grants the request. Uh, after the shoulder business, the cook vanishes and two black snakes grow out from the king's shoulders. Uh, unable to be rid of these snakes, Zahak appeals to wise and learned men within his realm. Uh, Eblis, now disguised as a physician, returns and offers advice on what to do about these snakes, advising the king that, <laughs> to feed the snakes human brains in order to placate them and probably, yeah, eventually killing them by this method. So Zahak now has snakes on his shoulders and is down for feeding them human brains. 
word reaches him soon that in the lands of Persia, people aren't super chuffed with Jamshid as their ruler and offers Zahak the top job. Zahak comes to Persia and Jamshid flees, eventually being found a hundred years later on in the shores of China and is brought back to Zahak, who promptly gives him a little bit of a bone tomahawk, ending Zahak's 700-year-or-so rule once and for all. Well, actually, it was Jamshid's 700-year rule. Uh, now, Zahak is king in the lands of Persia and also the lands of the Arabs. He's got a predisposition towards evil and two human brain-eating snakes on his shoulders. So let's see what he gets up to. What an intro. <laughs> a lot happened last episode. Oh my god! Oh, a lot will happen. <laughs> Shit. Um, I forgot the old yeah, bones are all cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how it can get much better. <laughs> it's outrageous. Uh, and um, yeah, we did go over. So the to take over the world, his plan was to put snakes on the guy's shoulders and have the snakes kill all these humans, or him kill all the humans' deep brains. That was the big yep. world yep. takeover scheme. That's the that's the, the, the Bond the Bond yeah. villain. Okay. Correct. Okay, that Correct. was. So I can see a few holes in it, but hey, I don't know the rest of the story, so it could potentially happen. Yep, it's like a fishy net. <laughs> it's a lot of holes in it, but it can still catch something. Hey, yep. you never know. So Zahak has now settled into his new role as evil dominator of the greater region. Here's a Fedosi <laughs> quote: uh, "The wise conceal themselves <laughs> and their deeds. The devils achieved their heart's desire. Virtue was despised, and magic applauded." Justice hid itself away while evil flourished. Demons rejoiced in their wickedness and uh, while goodness was spoken of only in secret. So it's a pretty bad time if uh, you're not into doing evil shit. But if you're into doing evil shit, like, fuck yeah. This is your renaissance. This is your time to <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> Let's exactly. go. <laughs> but it's strange how, like, the, the, the distinction between good magic and evil magic it's like uh, at one point they're like, oh, virtue was despised and magic applauded. But didn't like the the previous rulers of Persia like do magic? And everyone's like, yeah, magic, good, magic, good. But this is bad magic. So Is it like yeah. magic tricks with cards and stuff and these guys are doing bad magic? Like <laughs> cutting people in half. <laughs> and it's actually cutting people in half. <laughs> yeah, now for my bone tomahawk. Oh, he's coming back right now. He's oh, sweet. two pieces he will be. Oh, they got to get him back. No. He'll he be a bit smaller. Da, 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 da. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and so with Zahak firmly in control of Persia, the former seat of Jamshid, uh, he does what someone with a predisposition towards evil would do. He has Jamshid's <laughs> two <six>. sisters <laughs> dragged Ooh. from their home and brought trembling before him. Oh, no. These unfortunate well. sisters. <laughs> do they have names? Yeah, there's, yeah. These oh, ones do. there we go. Ladies with names. Hey, Welcome. Sisters are doing it for themselves. Look at them getting names and everything. Uh, that? Yep. Exactly. Times are changing. <laughs> it's evil world is at least naming their victims. <laughs> I'm assuming they're going to the be victims. The times, they are changing. <laughs> oh, God. We've gotten to a thing along uh, uh, Is this where you're going to plug Roku's. your band, Pat? <laughs> Old Scaramouche? The Roku's got me. No. <laughs> Download some Scaramouche old albums, greatest hits. Hey, hit them up. They're probably somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) And anyway, so these two sisters are are Shanavaz Shanavaz. and her chaste sister, Anavaz. Anavaz and Shanavaz. Anavaz and Shanavaz. Or Shanavaz and then Anavaz. So you assume that Shanavaz is older, uh, you know, been around the block a few times. Uh, and Anavaz is, you know... What do you mean by the block, Pat? Keeping it chill. Well, she's not called the chaste. 
okay. Arnavaz is called the Chaste. The Chaste. Sharnavaz is just, oh, this is Sharnavaz, by the way. You all know her. Like You've all banged her. This one, the Chaste, <laughs> we haven't got to her yet. Oh, We're working on it. Look at that look. <laughs> We're chasing her. The unattainable. <laughs> yeah, so Sharnavaz down to party. Though it may not be the kind of party that she was expecting, because the Hark trained both of these women in magic and taught them evil ways, since, you know, that was his jam. Is this like the movie The Craft? Like, you know, <laughs> teenage girls doing magic? Oh, oh you don't remember The Craft, Pat? I remember of it. I remember okay. of it. Of it, okay. I, was, I wasn't a teenage girl like you. Well, let's just go charmed, all right, Pat? We can go charmed. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I love charm. Love charm. <laughs> You weren't a teenage girl like me. Uh, that's a family secret, though. <laughs> uh, let's just give that to yourself. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, so this is interesting. In terms of, like, the role of women in society for such a long time was to, like, essentially, like, birth children, maintain the household. It's so, like anything outside, like, the regular role of what a woman should do is mm. generally um, something to be avoided. So I think about, like, what I, uh, what I spoke about, like, the Amazons in other other episodes and stuff like that. This is like an example of being like, oh yeah, don't be like these chicks. These chicks are weird. You better make sure you're just taking care of the household, you know, making me a kid. So, I don't love everything I do. What? <laughs> they don't listen yeah. to my commands. <laughs> yeah. so, so what I'm saying is, is Sharnavaz and Arnavaz might, you know, could potentially be pretty chuffed at gaining a bit of agency. Like sure, their brother was given the old bone tomahawk and their home is now ruled over by a terrible demon king with snakes on him. But these sisters, like, you know, able to step out of the traditional roles and give themselves something to do. It's like a bit of power, you know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the, it might be like this, but like these two are trained, uh, you know, these two magical sisters now are forced to live within the court of Zahak. But Zahak, he's still doing evil shit, but he's still pretty concerned with his primary goal. That being getting rid of the two snakes sticking out of his shoulders. <laughs> the elephant in the room. <laughs> the old snakes on his shoulders, though. <laughs> Is it like an emperor's new clothes kind of thing where people just don't mention it? They're <laughs> just like, like uh, he knows about this name. Uh, ooh, okay, ooh, no, it looks great. So. I think we're, constant, we're constantly alluded to the fact that everyone's just like terrified of him. It's like, oh, whatever you say, master. What do you say? He's just like, back. yeah, exactly. <laughs> or are they like under his clothes? So people are just like talking to him and there's all this wiggling going on. They're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> What's up with this guy's robe? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> okay, buddy. <laughs> Is that Latin, out. Latin band under his under his cloak? Like some good <laughs> rattling going on. Muscle spasms, yeah. And back to the story. So remember, Doctor Eblis's advice was to uh, feed these snakes human brains in order to placate them, which might eventually kill them. Uh, so Zahak works or puts his efforts towards this remedy, and so each night it could work for COVID, but <laughs> nothing <laughs> else know. has human no, brains. <laughs> keep throwing <laughs> something until it sticks. Um, each yeah. night he has two young men brought from the land, where, whether them being highborn or of peasant stock. He doesn't really give a shit. He just wants to get at them brains. You know what I'm saying? Uh, well, at least he doesn't, you know, just get all the poor people. That's yeah, exactly. No one's safe. Yeah, everyone's, everyone's equal. equal in the eyes of Zahak because mm-hmm. they're all below him. So he's like, you guys are <laughs> all pieces of shit. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> Bit of equality. Uh, yeah, and in the hopes of finding a cure, the two men are killed and their brains are prepared into a meal for the snakes. So, two people are they, each night. Are they pretty picky, the snakes, with the brains? Still? No, I said medium rare. <laughs> this is a medium rare. <laughs> Just send it back. What is this, garlic? Ugh. You hack. You can't put garlic on brains. Balsamic, I said vinaigrette. <laughs> 
Hey guys, uh, lost a bit of footage there, but uh, we basically just rambled on about how snakes were picky eaters for a bit. Okay, back to it. Two meals a night, that's all good. Uh, anyway, there's a pretty bad stuff going on right now in the kingdom and things look pretty bleak. But if we remember our Fedosi quote from the beginning, uh, that goodness was spoken of only in secret. So there's still some good and virtuous people in the land. And uh, we'll discuss two of them right now. So good people are sneaking around doing good acts without people yeah. knowing. <laughs> With secret goodness. <laughs> Did you help that lady across the road? <laughs> no, no, I swear. I didn't. <laughs> That's definitely not happening these days. <laughs> no. Uh, these upright fellows are Amael, the pious. Amael, the pious. And Gamael, the perceptive. Gamael, the perceptive. Are they brothers and sister? Are they related? Sorry? Well, no, nah, they're just, just, just mates. I was going off the Shanaeus and Anaeus. Like, it's very similar names. Amael, the pious, and Gamael, the perceptive doesn't say whether or not they're brothers. It doesn't actually. I think they're just mates. Uh, and these two blokes spoke in secret of the king's injustice and terrible ways in which he sought the remedy for his snake problem. And they came up oh, with no. a plan. Oh, no. <laughs> and one of them said, here we go, oh, is, is the think tank. Uh, Fedosi quote, we should go and present ourselves as cooks to the king. There we go. To see if we can save at least one of each pair who were killed to feed to the snakes. I'll tell you, well, the king's obviously not vetting people in. Like, so I'm sure they'll be able to just come in. Oh, yeah, we're cooks. Cool. You're our new cooks. You're the new royal cooks. Why? Because they asked to. <laughs> they, they were the last people to ask. They're here now. Yeah, they look uh, evil It's a strange enough. course of action. <laughs> strange course of action. Uh, it so did not, work, I though. like it. Not save everybody. Just save 50% of people. That's a good yeah, start. Half of them. It's a good start. Well, good start. I think that was their end as well. <laughs> this is the plan. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> half the people. Uh, and so they learned how to prepare a ton of dishes and were eventually accepted as cooks in the king's kitchen. The royal cooks. So, like, how long did that take to learn how to cook all these dishes? How many innocent people would die like, each night? Two of them, by the way. <laughs> we're having a little cooking montage. <laughs> Who are they cooking in front of to learn that they're like, the other chefs are like, Who the fuck are these guys? I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> no, they weren't even in the kitchen. Uh, no, they planned to become awesome cooks and then go and see the uh Go, and then go to the uh, palace. I can see a little montage yeah. of them cooking like flour bursting in their face and oh, <laughs> slightly oh. getting better every, you know, <laughs> oh. every little bit. <laughs> Opening the old cookbooks. Yeah, they take out the souffle from the oven. It's just like flour. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh. like, oh. And then next five minutes, oh, well, the brain's frozen. Yep. <laughs> so they, you're assuming that uh, they killed young boys to practice cooking brains. Is that what you're assuming? <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got to get a taste brain. for blood so you know how to work it properly. You know? yeah, that blood you've got to know what you're working with, kids. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, their, their plan works and they are admitted into the uh, into the royal kitchens uh, just in time when the next couple of victims are brought in to be killed. And uh, Armael and Gamael looked at each other with terror and rage and unable to do more, they saved one of the young men from slaughter and swapped out sheep's brains uh, in place of his and mixed it in with the other dude's brains who they readily killed. Yeah, they like absolutely killed the other guy. And then it's like mixed the sheep brains in with his brains. Oh, nice. Yep. So that's their 50%. It's a hard line, 50%. 50%. I was going to say, do brains look that much difference when you mix them all up? Couldn't they just use two sheep brains and then try that? Well, you know, the snakes are picky, as we said. <laughs> so they're like <laughs> eating half and half. They're like, this doesn't quite taste like the meal last night, but it's kind of. 
think it does. So I'm not going to make a, a ruckus. I'm assuming these snakes can talk too. So can, of course they must. Oh, well, they just they must. push the if pole only back. They, with their if neck. only we had their words. Uh, if only we had their words. Uh, and so the young man who was saved was told to hide himself away in the mountains, far from any settlement. Uh, and this plan worked as the hark and his snake buds were fooled by this deception. And uh, the two the two wise fellows they continued the plan uh, <laughs> and saved two hundred lives. Hey, there we go. Out of 400. 50%. Yes. Like, <laughs> Out of okay. a potential yeah. 400. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Think about the terrible choice they're making every single day about who lives and who dies. Oh, like, yeah. Wow. Who makes that decision? Yeah. These kids aren't rocking up like lambs to the slaughter to be like, just presenting just, their next game. Their wide eyed deers, Pat. What are we doing here? <laughs> is this paradise uh, if, if you reckon so mate <laughs> the other 200 up in a cave somewhere all just hanging out <laughs> just scarred just, just, just scarred. yeah fuck. Uh, but uh, having said that though the uh the the cooks the hero cooks we should say uh, didn't throw these uh miserable these this miserable uh, group heroes? of survivors into the winds uh <laughs> yes. yeah, it's 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 yeah, debatable i suppose in this world <laughs> we'll call them halfway heroes half heroes yep half heroes Demi-heroes. So the cooks, yeah, the cooks secretly gave the uh, them this in this group of survivors goats and sheep, and showed them a deserted patch of land where they could live. And this, our author Fedosi comments, is who the people known as the Kurds are descended from. Huh? Explanation of the world. I was about to say the start of it was turning out like a Netflix show. It's like where the, the what's that show you watch the hundred, the ones that have been left behind or whatever it was. Oh fuck! That, that was stupid dumb. Show? Yeah, that exactly. Was so That's dumb. what it sounds like. That's what it sounds this like. This is our last chance. Our last chance ever. Let's send teenagers who don't know shit. Absolutely. <laughs> what about the engineers? Attractive teenagers <laughs> that always hook up with each other. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? They've just hit in puberty. Better believe we should put them all together. There better be some more oh, angst. <laughs> Let's put it all in. <laughs> And back to the story. Oh shit! Uh, so, uh, so the uh, so Armael the pious, the pious, and Gamael the perceptive, the perceptive, were certainly doing an honourable thing. In a way, uh, they're kind of heroes, half heroes as we know. Half heroes. Uh, though this whole time, though, Zahak continued to be a massive knob to his people. Uh, if a warrior within his realm had a beautiful daughter hidden away in his house, Zahak would accuse the warrior of consorting with demons, uh, kill him, and then take the daughter as his slave. Isn't he, isn't he the demon king? <laughs> like, it's a bit rich, don't you Isn't reckon? consorting with demons what you should be doing under his rule? <laughs> yeah, he should be happy with that. He couldn't just take the daughter. He had to make up this thing to kill the dad. Like, oh, God. Oh, mate, Glass House is the huck. Like, yeah. like, you better watch them stones, buddy. Oh. Uh, so uh, this on top of killing uh, his people and eating their brains, the huck is a pretty horrible dude. Uh, definitely acting like one with a predisposition towards evil, you might think. Well, he didn't eat them, Pat. He's snake shoulders. He's snake... Well, so... yes, he's a... Does that digest through him, but you reckon? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, There's God. no snake poopy hole. It just goes through him. Three oh. in one poopy oh. section. Does that mean he gets hung, like... He gets full from the snakes eating. Well, his valor's maybe he's forever him. hungry, but he can't eat. He's always full. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's living a bad life. Maybe this is why he's being well, a joke. Questions for the uh, philosophers, mate. So is he fooling around with these women with snakes on his back? <laughs> he's, doing it. he's living his every. He's living his day to day with snakes on his on his shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> They're getting raped with someone with snakes on their back. Terrifying. 
terrifying. If you don't perform, give him a little nibble. Just hang. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty shit uh, under Zahark's rule. But uh, his fortunes are about to change. I've just got a vision of him like, come here, love. I won't bite, but my snake shoulders will. <laughs> I can't he speak for these fellas. <laughs> and apparently, I'm bloody cockney. <laughs> Oh, that's how evil I am. I can't speak for my boys oh, here. <laughs> 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 uh, so one night, as Zahark's sleeping, uh, probably uh, with the probably not so chase now, Arnavaz. Arnavaz. That was meant to be the sister of Jam Shit, who was uh, Super Chase. Uh, who knows magic and evil shit? Zahark has himself a bad dream. That's not good. Dreams are always interesting in these stories, man. Uh, Always fun in these stories. Uh, so for Dosi quote, he dreamed that or he dreamt that three warriors suddenly appeared from an imperial palace. The youngest of the three was as tall as a cypress tree. The royal far radiated from him, and he strode forward between the other two like a prince, ready for battle. And bearing an ox-headed mace, he attacked Zahak and smote him on the head with the ox-headed mace. <laughs> Smoted him, yes. Yeah, it's like, bam. So Fidosi continues to describe how Zahak is then flayed head to foot, uh, tied up and dragged to Mount Damavan, which is a, a massive mountain located in, in modern-day Iran, or western Iran, uh, the highest volcano in Asia. It's pretty, kind of, I think, kind of like Mount Doom-esque. Uh, and an, but an important place in Persian mythology. It's kind of like a last bastion, and, and like where you chuck your evil shits. There's like a three-headed dragon <laughs> that's imprisoned there as well. Uh, it's pretty. It's pretty. Pretty bad. So it's like Mordor if, if you end up there. Kind of like that, yeah. So uh, pretty brutal stuff. And, um, and this dream has the Hark writhing in bed, and uh, the not so chaste Arnavaz uh, and any slave girl girl which who's like in the bedchamber is pretty taken aback by this. Um, so, <laughs> Just riding around screaming. <laughs> yeah. She's so like, that's fine. This is fine. God, it's like, uh, so now this dream happens. Uh, our author, Fedosi, tells us it occurs when Zahak still has 40 years to live. So, uh, spoiler alert. Um, yeah, kind of like Zahak's end is, is 40 years away. Um, it told him that, or just, <laughs> yeah, he's got 40 years. Uh-huh. More importantly, he's been ruling his people in his current manner. Uh, for some 900-odd years. So he's got 40 left. You feel pretty good as the people. You'd be like, oh, sweet, 40. <laughs> All right, I'll take that. <laughs> sweet. Right. Home stretch, guys. Home stretch. <laughs> We're on our way out. Uh, anyway, uh, Zahak eventually cries out in terror from this dream, and Arnavaz and the other ser- uh, sl- uh, serving girls jump to their feet at his distress. And Arnavaz is like, my king, what's giving you the heebie-jeebies? Uh, you are sleeping safely in your own house and rule over all lands, its animals, its peoples, and its demons. Everyone looks out for your safety. <laughs> there must be something in your soul that's terrified you. It's quite a speech for someone who's just woken up in the middle of the night. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> She's, she had a written... And actually terrified. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Zahark's like, Dal, you would neither believe nor conceal the shit that just went through uh, my head in that dream. Uh, don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. But Arnavaz is like, Fedosi quote, you should tell us your secret as we might be able to suggest some remedy since no calamity is without remedy. Just like that snake problem that you've been dealing with for 900 years, mate. She sounds like, like Mary Poppins. <laughs> no calamities without remedy. <laughs> 
What is it? A, a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. That's oh, cool. shit. I, I couldn't get Dick Van Dyke out of my head. Chim, chimini, chim, chimini, chim, chim, chulu. Well, maybe he's a cockney, eh? Yeah, oh, maybe. He's, he's bloody the um, big man. Uh, and <laughs> insert Dick Van Dyke. Uh, and Zahak <laughs> is moved by this and he tells them all about the dream. And Arnavaz is like, mate, you definitely need to take this seriously. How about you summon all the astrologers and magicians that you know and see what they have to say about it? They surely will be able to give you some advice on the dude. All these crazy bastards. <laughs> Uh, they'll have advice. It won't be good, but they'll have advice all right. Uh, and Zahak liked this advice from Arnavaz and called a greeting of the minds. So all the astrologers and magicians rock up to the palace of Zahak and he tells him a little rhyme. Uh, in, Fido- in another Fedosi quote, Is it good or ill these signs pretend? When will my earthly life come to an end? Who will come after me? <laughs> Say who will own this royal diadem, which is like a crown, and belt and throne. Reveal this mystery and do not lie. Tell me this secret or prepare to die. <laughs> so he's all did whimsical he, at the, he actually, the last bit. Yeah. Did he actually want to threaten them or he just couldn't think of that so anything else that rhymes? He's like, and prepare to die, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the thing it's is, quite, hey, that how's he doing? Yeah, it's a linguist. Uh, understandably, all the astrologers and magicians uh, are feeling pretty fucked at this point. Because oh, go home. <laughs> <laughs> and they said to one another, Fedosi quote, if we tell him what will happen, our souls will be worthless. And if he doesn't hear it from us, we must wash our hands from life here and now. Well, that didn't rhyme. The, yeah. <laughs> hey, they're, on the, they're under the pump. They haven't yeah. had time to prepare. Yeah. <laughs> on the spot. Um, and so they're all freaking out because astrologers and magicians know everything. As as today. <laughs> magicians know everything. <laughs> yeah. Whichever way they play it, they're fucked because the Hark's not like a super compassionate dude. So for three days, not one of them spoke a word of prophecy or dream. Uh, and then Zahak is like, boys, did I freaking stutter? Either be strung up on the gibbet or tell me what's up. I think it's gibbet or gibbet. Either way, it's like a, I'm going to fuck you up if you don't tell me the <laughs> shit I need to know. And all and they all bow their heads and as their hearts filled with terror and their eyes filled with tears. Uh, but one man of them raised his head up and stepped forward. The wise and prudent man named Zirak. Zirak, the prudent. So, uh... Yeah, not too prudent, though, if it took him three days to come forward. Could be a bit more prudent, though, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Not the best name for him. <laughs> no, you'd think he'd been you know, up there day one flapping his gums if he's so prudent, but uh, not, not to be. But he's come to the party regardless. Uh, anyway, as anxiety fills his heart, and uh, Zirak sorry, was able to speak out fiercely before the king. Fedosi quote, Rid your mind of vain thoughts, since no man is born from his mother but for death. Many worthy kings have sat on the throne before you and experienced great sorrow and great joy, just like that guy you bone tomahawked before, you know? Uh, <laughs> each of them died and left the uh, left the world in another hands. Surround yourself with iron walls reaching to the sky, but you cannot remain here. Another man will occupy your throne, and your good fortune will lie in the dust. This celestial celestial ruler's name will be Faradun. Faradun. He is not born yet. His mother's time of anxiety and sighs still come. 
but when he is born, he will be like the fruitful tree. When he grows to be a man, he will lift his head up to the moon and seek the crown and throne and royal belt. And he will be as tall as a cypress tree, and on his shoulders he will carry an iron ox-headed mace, in which he will bring down on your head. Then he will bind you and drag you from your palace into the streets. And uh, so Zahark's like, mate, that was a pretty long quote. Uh, <laughs> maybe bullet point that next time, eh? <laughs> You're talking my ear off, buddy. Uh, three days and you fucking give me that? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'd be freaking uh, now, but I yeah, have a feeling that, uh, that he's not born yet. So I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of babies killed. <laughs> I'd have a very bad feeling, Pat. Uh, dead babies in the air. A lot of innocent kids are going to be killed because he's going to be oh, scared shit. that they're going to kill him too. Yeah, but Zahak is actually like uh, in a glorious display of total lack of awareness for Dosi Quote. Why should he be? Why should he be mad at me? Why should you bind me? <laughs> what will make him hate me? <laughs> like, think about everything you've ever done, mate. What a beast. He's like, what have I done wrong? <laughs> Why would he seek shit against me? Yeah, that's you. terrific. Just oblivious to uh, the fact. Everyone hates yeah, him. But, yeah, but Zirak, he's, he's keeping it chill. Uh, and he replies, mate... Uh, you know a man doesn't do evil for no reason, you know, unless you've got a predisposition towards it, you know what I'm saying? Uh, well, this dude, <laughs> this dude, Feridun's father, will die at your hands, and he'll come after you for that. Uh, turns out that Feridun will have a cow uh, as his wet nurse uh, when he's a baby, and this cow will be destroyed by you as well. So this kid's gonna, he's gonna go double. I just saw her in a nurse's outfit, like, <laughs> a cow in a nurse's outfit. Like a, sl- like a slutty nurse's outfit. Milk is served. Oh, that'll do. Oh, God. Gut ah. milk. No, that's, that's not. <laughs> oh. That's utterly pity. terrible. Pity now. <laughs> oh, pity. Not pity now, pity later. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Little Britain. <laughs> Woo. What a gem. Uh, and oh. the king heard all that Zarak had to say and then promptly fainted, falling from his throne. So it's a bit too much for him. Oh, the king fainted. Wow, okay. It's not very impressive in your uh, in your plan. Everyone's watching. Oh my god, this guy was a badass. Oh, really? <laughs> that was a lightweight. Give him a little prophecy. <laughs> Say a few words, and down he goes. <laughs> and uh, the prudent sage Zirak took this as his sign to leave and fled the royal presence. <laughs> Everyone's just awkwardly like, uh, <laughs> "Should we all leave?" <laughs> we, should, we, we should probably go, right? Yep, yep. Usually, because he's going to kill you. He's definitely going to kill you. You gave him bad news. He's after you, buddy. Oh, man. And so when Zahak regained consciousness, he was shitting himself. Uh, someone who was seemingly destined to overthrow him was on his way. Uh, and he popped himself back into his throne and gave orders uh, that the, all the corners of the world should be scoured for any side of Faradun. Faradun. And Zahak knew no peace and rest for some years. And during this time, the noble Feridun was born. He's a Vidaisi great for you. The world was renewed. He grew tall as a cypress tree, and Jamshid's imperial far radiated from him. Radiated from him. As if he were the sun. He was as necessary to the earth as rain, as fitting to the soul as wisdom. The turning heavens passed over Feridun and cherished him with loving kindness. So, like, this kid's pretty good. 
It's king shit. Yeah. yeah, think like Rama from the from the Ramayana. Like mm. this kid's just awesome. He's not blue, he's, but he's awesome. He's a big dog. He's a big. And he big knows kid. it. He knows it. Well, for now, for now, he's just a little baby boy. Uh, and it turns it, it turns out this is a pretty awesome time as well because a cow is born around this time uh, called uh, Barmea. Barmea. They name cows. Yep, this cow. This cow <laughs> hey, hello. Okay. Because this this cow was considered way. to be the most splendid of all cows. The most splendid of cows. It really makes you not want to eat meat, Pat. I didn't know they named them. Yeah. <laughs> I want to eat something with a name. <laughs> this one's the most splendid. So think like the Bull of Heaven from our Gilgamesh story. Ah, uh, yes. Like, uh, episode 11. <laughs> I remember him. He was a good cow. A good bull, so. splendid. So, so this cow, uh, Barmaya, um, I'm butchering that name, sorry. Uh, was so splendid that wise men, butchering was a bad choice of word, man. Priests, oh, <laughs> oh boy, this poor cow. So uh, you're so splendid that wise men, astrologers, and priests gathered around her to check her out. Turns out that every hair on this cow's body was a different color, uh, so as to be sure to catch the eye. <laughs> Wouldn't it just look black then? <laughs> you know, all of them different colors it'd be like oh, i still just look black every single hair it's like too much too much yeah. uh now d- during this time of the birthing of feridun the multicolored cow barmea um the, uh, oh sorry and and the multicolored cow uh the serpent king zahak, zahak was combing his lands trying to uncover the whereabouts of feridun so many babies killed <laughs> so many babies <laughs> killed oh my god <laughs> Like Herod, Herod the Great yeah. is coming through, yeah, going, oh, yeah. come here, firstborns, you're, <laughs> you're going to get it. Uh, so with with word spread into this, uh, Feridun's father, Abitin, Abitin. fled in fear. Uh, now, oh, sorry, I say fear, but he, he fled his family uh, to try to get away from it. We, I think they, they try to allude that he's trying to, you know... Get the get the bait, get the scent of Feridun, but he just flees. Uh, and so, yeah. but unfortunately for <laughs> Abitin, a demon uh, king's yeah. after him and his son. He's getting yeah, out. Yeah. Unfortunately for Abitin, he fell into one of the many traps which Zahak had laid. And Abitin, father of Feridun, was captured by the royal guards and taken before Zahak. And Zahak, seeming not to remember the importance of the dream he had not long ago, prophecy promptly kills <laughs> Abitin, the father of Feridun. <laughs> Nice. That'll get him riled up. Why would he want to kill me? Mm. He just killed his father, mate. Best way to avoid a prophecy is just do the thing that it said. Yeah. <laughs> What's going to happen? But just don't remember. I don't know what it said, but whatever. I'll just kill him anyway. Feridun. Oh, Laridun. Larry. Oh, <laughs> kill him. Whatever. Kill this guy. <laughs> kill this guy. Anyway, Feridun's mother, Faranak, was a bit more wily than her husband. And was able to avoid detection and brings the infant Feridun to the meadows where the magic cow, Barmea, Barmea. uh, grazed. And Faranak approached the owner of the meadow, this bloke has no name by the way, and said, (laughs) Fedosi quote, Take this unweaned child into your safekeeping, accept him as a father would his mother, and nourish him with the splendid cow's milk. And uh, the nameless dude's like, absolutely, I will do that. <laughs> Tell you what, I'll, e- I'll even be a slave to your son. How about that? That sounds great. Oh, you want me to pay for it? Ah, sweet. Who are you again? Nah, no name. Don't worry about it. Love this obligation. I'm sort of out. Who am yeah. I? Don't oh, worry about that. I've chosen to live my life by myself, and now I've got a kid thrown upon me. Why not? 
<laughs> An infant? Yep, sure. Hey, you sticking yeah. around? Nah, mate. And with that, Faranak Chichulfs off, and Faradun was left under the protection of the nameless meadow owner who raised the boy for three years, feeding him on the cow's milk. Doesn't even get a name. No name. <laughs> wow. But think about it. Like, it's a rough one. Like, it was like one of the first time a bloke hasn't been named in any story we have. How many yeah, and I'm outraged. Names? <laughs> <laughs> I'm standing up for the bloke. Be, be in the streets, mate. Be in the uh, street. Now, now uh, we know how it feels. <laughs> but after after three years, Faranak returns to the meadow and is like, mate, that splendid cow whose hair is every colour is the talk of the lands. That Dick Zahak is sure to come investigating around here soon. I best be taking Faradun and head west towards India. Well, actually, shouldn't you be heading east? To hide out in the Alborz Mountains for a bit. And, uh, <laughs> yep. So she's taking, uh, taking uh, Faradun into hiding. Um, and once reaching the mountains to the far, what did I say, the far west? Yeah. Yes. No, east. It's got to be east if they're going in towards India. Sorry, uh, you said west, east. buddy. East. I did, didn't I? Weast. Weast. Gonna die in weast. To head west, you must first go east. You're like, oh, shut up, prophecy. Yeah, they go east. They go east. That's Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. And that's a little history podcast recommendation. One of the first five seasons, anyway. Yeah, so Faranak took uh, Faradun into hiding east. And once reaching the mountainous uplands, she found a religious man living there who had cut himself off from all the cares of the world, uh, who also had no name. <laughs> he didn't care for a name, Pat. He, did, he got rid of that too. I don't need that. Exactly. Nah, uh, and Faranak addresses him for Dosey, quote, Reverend Sir, I have come here grieving from Iran. Uh, you should know that this noble child of mine will be leader of his people. He will cut off Zahak's head and cast his belt and crown into dust. Prophecy! Uh, you must protect him like a father who trembles for his son's soul. End quote. <laughs> it sounds like every mother, but my son's going to be the president of the world. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> He's going to take over everything. He <laughs> uh, sounds a little dumbass. We'll see. We're trying not to kill themselves. <laughs> not going to win too many hearts and minds with that snaggle tooth of his. Once you yeah. fix that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That uh, won't go well with voters. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think that this religious bloke would cut himself off from the cares of, of the world would give zero fucks about what uh, what Faranak has to tell her. I have and a feeling. Just tell her to shove it. <laughs> he wants to help. <laughs> oh, I think like Luke Skywalker's character, like what they did to him in The Force Awakens. So he's just like, see, uh, I don't give a shit. Drinking monster nipple milk. Whatever that thing was yeah, on his yeah. island. Just like, yeah, you're <laughs> fucked. This is fucked. I'm What's done. going on? Uh, yeah, but this I'll religious this religious man still has a bit of ticker and he agrees to take charge over the young Faradun as Faranak again chuffs off. Mm, goes religious man, mountains. young man. I don't know about that, though. <clears throat> I don't know. Good track record. In the, I, in the modern day, I don't so. like it. I don't like it. Yeah. Bad parenting. The mum. Yeah. Check check the numbers, people. It doesn't yeah. doesn't bode well. <laughs> no. Uh, now in uh, now it was pretty good. It was a pretty good thing that Faranak and Feridun fled the meadow before uh, where the splendid cow was, because it wasn't long before Zahak heard about a splendid cow that everyone was just frothing <laughs> over, and like a maddened elephant. He, the king came and killed Barmea. Isn't it? No! Technicolored, oh, technicolored no. cow and any what other animal dick. he saw nearby. So he's just going ape shit. He's why did he just take it for himself? <laughs> he's not of a cow that's every color. Yeah, why sure. not? Oh, I'm a, a king. I like weird shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you keep if you keep the cow, you don't have to kill it, which means 
you know, the the prophecy is not being fulfilled, you know. Uh, <clears throat> but anyway, a lot of holes in this story. I thought you're doing uh, the cow. To... Why why buy meat when you got a cow at home? Or what's that <laughs> stupid? When you can bother marry the yeah. cow. <laughs> oh, I go marry the cow that. and you get the milk for free. Is that what? You're yeah, saying? exactly. Something like that. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Well done. Didn't work out well. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) He then went to the house where the nameless man, as in the owner of the meadow, uh, raised the infant Feridun. And after he sounds ominous now, the nameless man, isn't that? Clint Eastwood is a nameless man. Yeah, yeah, like the head of a a thieves' guild or something like that. Um, Mm. But no, no word on what happens to the nameless meadow owner, unfortunately. uh, But he's probably definitely dead. There's no way he got. But we don't know that for sure. Maybe he found some other (laughs) technicolor animals to look after. Well, there's no name on the tombstone, so you'll never know. know. You never know who he is. Yeah, whatever. Uh, now, after some 13 years, <laughs> Feridun wow. leaves the nameless religious man and descends in uh, the mountains to find his mother. So, after 13 years, so he's 16 years now. He's a man grown, and uh, he's off to find some answers. Sixteen-year-old <clears throat> man. That, yeah, well, you know, you got your head on your shoulders at 16. I reckon at 16, I could probably take a 900-year-old man, but so. <laughs> I reckon I have the strength to take out a 900-year-old man. He would just be dust, surely. So uh, I hope a fight's coming, and I've got my money on the 16-year-old. Uh, yeah, I reckon his snakes are probably like just like two wet footy socks hanging off his shoulders. Like, <laughs> just, yeah. there's, there's no liveliness in that. I reckon he is um, a complete footy sock. He's just a saggy old piece of skin. Yeah. Uh, but it turns out that Faranak uh, was nearby and uh, pretty easy for Feridun to find. Uh, and Faradun asks his mother the secrets of his lineage, who he is, who his family is, and, and why, why he'd been in hiding um, with people with no names for most of his life. Uh, and Faradak lays it out in front of her son, telling him the tragic tale of his father's execution and the murder of the splendid cow and shit. So Faranak explains, oh, sorry, goes on to explain that Feridun has royal blood as well. Uh, turns out that Abitin, Abitin, as in um, Feridun's father, was a descendant of Tamarez, Tamarez, the binder of demons from father to son. So like Abitin, it seems, was like high up in Jamshid's court, uh, obviously high enough to be, uh, <clears throat> be his brother or like a cousin or something like that. And Faranak tells her son all of this uh, and all of what Zahak had done. Because, like, yeah, the kid doesn't know much about what the Demon King's been doing, uh, so she fills him in. And after hearing all this from his mother, Faradun springs to his feet and is like, that fucking shit, uh, fucking snake-shouldered fuck, he's going to get it! So he's like, he's pretty angry. He's pretty angry about this. And um, and he says, uh, this, this is a uh, Faradun quote from Fedosi, a lion becomes brave by being tested. The magician, as in Zahak, has acted. And now it is time for me to act and to grasp my sword. With God's help, I shall raise the dust of battle over Zahak's palace. So you got to think like he's like scrambling to his feet, like fumbling for his sword, being like, oh, I'm going to fuck him up. I'm, like, oh, I'm so angry. Uh, but anyway, um, Faranak says uh, something like, don't be stupid, mate. You've got no followers. And he can't. He can summon a hundred thousand warriors to fight for him. You've got to be smarter than that. Don't see the world through a child's eyes. Let's gather some peeps and join up together, and then we'll have a chance. That's a masculine before the fight. Jeez. No, I know, right? <laughs> cut him, cut him down. See you, mate. Yeah, wow. Down you get. And so Feridun 
uh, now a man grown, moves along his path to retribution. And uh, with that, we'll just take a little bit of a break. And we'll come back and we'll see what happens on the other side. Back in a tick. And we're back. Uh, hopefully, you guys uh, were able to get a cold one and uh... a cold one while listening to the advertising. <laughs> Correct. Yes. Drink whilst uh, absorbing ab- advertisement. Always, always a good decision. To be honest. Recap. Ah, and so to recap, Zahak is ruler of the world and getting up to some pretty evil shit uh, with the enslavement of beautiful women and also the eating of human brains. All those shenanigans. Uh, the plan of Armael the Pious and Gamael the Perceptive to save one of each of the pair of captives is pretty good. Uh, we're half good. Uh, but there's still a lot of evil going on. Uh, and now one night... At least someone came up with something. <laughs> like, someone had to do something. Some action was taken. And uh, Zahak has himself a bad dream one night where he's bashed over the head by a heroic young man with an ox-headed mace. Uh, Zahak is freaking out by this uh, and he eventually gathers all of his astrologers and magicians around to try to nut it out. Uh, it is Zirak, the poorly named Prudent, or the Prudent, who spends three days shitting himself with his colleagues uh, before finally telling the king that it's a prophecy and that the young man is named Feridun, whose father, Zahak, will kill. Uh, he will then have a splendid cow as his wet nurse, which Zahak will also kill, uh, giving Feridun cause to seek revenge against the king. Zahak's even more freaked out by this and combs the land for any sign of Feridun and his magic technicolored cow. Uh, the young man Feridun is born and is exactly what heaven and earth were waiting for. His father Abetin, not waiting, uh, <laughs> wasn't necessarily waiting though, because he uh, he promptly abandons his family and is caught and killed and brought before the king, which he is then killed. That's why you should stick by your family, fathers. Yeah, yes. <laughs> or you'll get killed. <laughs> you'll be hunted down by the king. Uh, and so Feridun's mother, Faranak, takes Feridun to live with uh, Barmeyer, the technicolored cow and its owner, uh, the one with no name, uh, for three years, uh, where he gets uh, he lives off the wonderful milk of the cow. Uh, Faranak returns for her son then, and then dumps him on, the wi- on a wise man's doorstep in the distant mountains uh, to live there until Feridun is 16 years of age. Uh, good thing, though, as a ha- hack. Uh, heard word of the splendid cow and came down and killed the splendid cow to death. Like, absolutely killed the shit out of it. <laughs> killed him to death. Killed him twice. Like a child, bro, that bit. <laughs> yeah. I killed him to death. Uh, and so Feridun, now a man grown, descends from the mountains to seek his mother, Faranak, to learn who he is. Uh, Feridun's pretty pissed off to hear his backstory and vows revenge on Zahak. Uh, Faranak advises her son to wait and gain support before he takes power. Oh, sorry, before he takes on the power of Zahak. And so now Feridun, the kid oozing with far, is seething uh, and seething with the urge to exact revenge on Zahak, takes his steps towards fulfilling the prophecy and take the throne from the evil demon king. All right, let's get back into it. We are set up. Your classic good versus evil, kids. This yeah, is there it is. What will prevail? 
two titans. Uh, mm. Well, not really. One titan with snakes on him and one, six, one teenager. One 900-year-old titan. So we don't know what it looks uh, David like. and Goliath. Is it all reports he looks like a normal person at 900? Like, did he stop aging at about 50? Is that the idea? Or? No one's, yeah, and no one's like, he's like ageless. <laughs> so like, okay. Everyone's like, yeah, whatever. I, I don't think people are worried about what, what Sahak looks like. I was going like, to say, it would snakes. be worrying if like trying to picture a 900-year-old person just standing there. It would be quite off-putting in a meeting. Yeah. You're like, holy shit, what is that? A lot of <laughs> things off-putting. We don't age way. gracefully like to 80 <laughs> or 100, so... Yeah, nine hundred is a bit fun. Like, <laughs> yeah, fuck. He's gonna, he's gonna have a face like a catcher's mitt or something at the end. <laughs> but now back at Zahark's palace, uh, things are going off the rails a bit. Uh, day and night, the name of Feridun is on the lips of Zahark, uh, and his heart was filled with terror at the very thought of the young man. Uh, and one day, he is. <laughs> one day, Zahark decides that enough is enough, and he summons the great men from every country to witness his reign. Uh, once they're all assembled, Zahak addresses them. Here's a Fedosi quote. Uh, you are wise, skilled men, and as all wise men know, I have a secret enemy. I do not underestimate even a contemptible enemy, and I fear that an evil fate awaits me. I must increase the size of my army with men and demons, the two mixed together. I'm impatient to accomplish this, and you must agree to it. Uh, now, he's... <laughs> Now this Men and demons weirder. working together. Uh, uh, hang, hang on, yeah, now it's <laughs> the perfect world. Uh, yeah. Now here's where it gets weirder. Uh, now <laughs> a testament is to be written stating that your leader, as in me, uh, has sown nothing but the seeds of righteousness and that he's, he says only what is true and that he is zealous in the pursuit of justice. End quote. Hey, the winners write history, Pat. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That's to... some statement. Yeah. There's a lot of things to unpack with that one. It's like, mate, I want a mixed army of men and demons, which is probably something like highly frowned upon. But also, I want the second half of this statement to say that I'm just a great guy, and that you guys all agree that yeah. I'm pretty awesome. He sounds quite groundbreaking, mixing demons and males at a time when you didn't do that. Pat. So, yeah, hey, look at him, man. You could say he's a pioneer. You could also say he's an American hero. <laughs> That's not good enough. Trailblazer. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, oh, breaking boundaries. Yep. So you got to think how this speech would look, though, to someone who's <laughs> as someone's bringing in human brains for the shoulders now. That. Snake to <laughs> snakes on his oh, shoulder. Wait, I'll like, kill you if you don't sign it. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry for a second, guys. My uh, my two buds here are hungry. I'm num 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 num. I love how he still <laughs> like, cares uh... about it, but he still cares about his image of being nice. So he's like, <laughs> you have to sign this to say I was nice. And really, <laughs> so fuck off. Oh, Why does he no. care? Uh, it's it's some North Korean shit going on. I suppose yeah, he's anyway. getting older. He wants his legacy. You know, he's only oh, yeah, forty yeah, years yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So, there you yeah. go. There you go. And all the great men of the land are shitting themselves. Uh, <laughs> And start witnessing this proclamation. Fair enough. Uh, that until a cry of protest rings out from the door of the throne oh, room. Who is this big dick? Oh, cry of protest. <laughs> oh, no. For it. Oh, a God. shocked hush falls over the crowd and a large bloke strides to stand before oh, the king. Is he as tall as a cypress? Oh, no. No, uh, it's not him. <laughs> no, no. But, spoilers. Uh, he was a blacksmith named Caver. Caver. And he had a bone to pick with the king. 
Now, Calvert the blacksmith, he'd come to protest on the taking of his eighth son to be sacrificed to the snakes of Zahak. His eighth? So, his eighth, yeah. So he's finally snapped. The he's... first seven, they'd, previ- they'd previously, the first seven kids have re- previously been given to the serpents, but this eighth one seemed to be the last You're one. not having my fucking eighth, man. My wife can't have any more kids. She's I fucking loaded her up. That's my perfect date. And he's going overboard, yeah. mate. Wow. He's like, fair suck of the sauce bottle there, mate. Eight. Eight. You having a laugh? He's finally snapped. He's finally just, nah. Fuck you, oh, Dan again. Well, you know. Blacksmith too, eh? You don't want to get in a war with a blacksmith. Well, not only a blacksmith, he's a bit of a poet. Because uh, he's, he's got something to say to the king. <laughs> And whilst uh, whilst he has clenched fists, striking his own head, like these ones, like punching his head to like <laughs> emphasize <laughs> emphasize his anger, he said, "Are we singing Oliver off uh, the OC?" <laughs> stupid, stupid, stupid. stupid. That was Any OC like, fans out there? You can comment. He's, he's Oliver like, sucked yeah. season one. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. That's what I'm thinking. Terrible. Um, no, he's pretty. He's, he's pretty enraged by this, uh, and he goes for Dosi. Quote: "It is you I accuse. You are the one whose fires destroyed all that I've ever done. <laughs> a king, then, or a monster? Which are you? Tell me, your Majesty, which of the two? If you reign over seven kingdoms, why must our fate must our fate be to suffer and die? Acquit yourself, then let me weigh your worth." And let your words astonish all the earth. And when we've heard you out, we'll see that evils in uh, that sorry that evils that the world has done to me, and why it is my son's brains sorry why it is my son's brains have to feed your snakes insatiable and monstrous greed. So (laughs) did the whole crowd just go poetry smackdown? It was like That's that amazing. meme of the guy. He's like, I'm about to wreck this guy's career. And like everyone's like, oh, yeah. just like running around. Um, yeah. Drop the mic. Yeah. It's yeah. like Dr. And Zeus so after- coming up in town, eh? <laughs> 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 it's oh, a giant shit. cat. Uh, Dr. Zeus, after a few drinks, is like, That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can make children rise, but I'm going to rhyme this guy out of a fucking job. What a beast. this guy out of existence. Uh, and after that I love speech, how angry he would have been writing that speech, but and he still had to try and make it rhyme and just and like oh, he's so angry. Kids are dead. And he's just like so oh, I need something to rhyme with fucking throne. Fuck God. <laughs> Come on, Kevin. Come on. You know this. Oh, that was that's a good smackdown. Imagine doing that to a boss. <laughs> boss calls you out. And then you just throw back some poetry. Or some yeah. rhyme. <laughs> like, now hear what? this, sir. Hear this, sir. <laughs> Are you a monster? Um, or king? Oh, that'd be great. That'd be fantastic. Uh, I now know my new exit strategy from my job. I will be writing poetry. Uh, and after that speech, Zahak was taken aback, quite shocked to hear such language directed at him. Uh, probably because like, he'd never, <laughs> ever heard anyone go off at him in his life, ever. <laughs> He, I don't think he would respond well. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be fun. Ooh, no, he's taken it back and is quite shocked. Shocked enough that he even returns the eighth son of Kaver oh. and tries to smooth smooth things over with the Brax. Uh, the shocked Braxman. into respecting him because he stood up to him. Yeah. Oh, that's he's like, okay. oh, I think he was kind of. I think he kind of bitched out. Like he stepped down. He's like, oh, I'm sorry about that. I better give you some back <laughs> and try to smooth everything over. 
And just like this, he smooths him over and he oh, tries to smooth him over. He's like, oh, Kaver, you're such a great dude. Sorry about those other seven sons and shit. Uh, but you know that snake prophecy. <laughs> got to give him them brains, right? You know what I need. Uh, but at least you got number eight back, right? Obviously, this prophecy is working because by feeding them human brains, they've now died. Year 900, they're like, we can see progress. Yeah, I've killed that many people and it still hasn't worked, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep with it. Prophecy. Stay the course. Stay the course. And so he goes, mate, this kid's safe and sound. Don't don't sweat it. Hey, uh, do you mind signing this proclamation real quick? Uh, (laughs) That'd be really good if you could. Sounds like a good politician, this guy. Yeah. And Kaver flips his wig and just fucking (laughs) rips rips the proclamation in half in his rage and throws it at the king's feet in full view of the assembly. In so every like, in front of everybody, everyone's seeing it. They're like, "Oh shit!" And oh, someone's like, "Hey, I'm everyone is that. cheering on the inside." <laughs> They're like, "But they can't say." And he, as in Kaver, and his son, then strode from the palace into the public, shouting the whole while about how shit Zahak is. Zahak's a wanker. Kaver sounds French. That's what French revolutionists. Yeah. That's why it's K A V. Fuck you. So it's probably it's it's probably like Kaver or something like that. But like the H is more like a H. But like, I, I don't know. Get me in the comments, guys. See, let me know. Let me know. I'm pretty. I'll have comments on that effort. So back in the throne room, everyone is obviously stunned. Uh, and oh, one of the elders is... says to <laughs> Dragon, they're just like, "Holy shit! Where's Brad? He's late to this. This is amazing. <laughs> Seen this? Holy shit! He's missed out." <laughs> one of the elders speaks to Zahak and he says, "Mate, not even the heavens would dare to send a cold wind against you on the day of a battle." How come you let this blacksmith get all red-faced and chirp off at you oh, like that? Oh, yeah. Powers questioned. Well, you've been a little bitch boy, eh? <laughs> yeah, that's this from the old day, too. That's yeah. great. So he's, he's found his boots. He's like, oh, what are you being Called out from bitch everywhere, kid? yeah. Oh, actually, you are yeah. a bitch. <laughs> and uh, for Dosi quote, uh, this is a huck uh, responding. He says, when Kaver appeared in the doorway and I heard his voice, it was like as if a mountain of iron appeared in the palace between the two of us. Oh, and when he beat his head with his fists, you know, when he's talking about his seven dead sons, I felt like my heart was about to break within me. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what will come of this. No man knows the heaven's secrets. So Zahak's, you know, pretty much shat himself uh, when Kaveh, you know, confronted him. And uh, I think he was just like, oh shit, what do I do? And just gave him, gave him the kid. Um, and then blames it on the heavens, like, oh, you can't, you don't know what the heavens are up to. I'm like, mate, you just, you just pussed out. But that's fine. That's um, yeah, massive puss. But at the same time, he's right to be concerned because straight after confronting the king in his throne room, the blacksmith Kaver heads down to a crowded marketplace and takes off his blacksmith's robes, like his apron, and ties it to a spear as a kind of makeshift banner. And he hoists it aloft and with a booming voice begins denouncing Zahak. You're not very good. You're not very good. You're not very good. In fact, you're shit. Oh. <laughs> Gathering a huge group of people who are now convinced by his words. Yeah, fuck off, mate. You've lost the crowd. You've lost them. Yeah. Kaver says to the people, you are God-fearing noble men. And if you're of Faradun's party, Faradun, because he knows of that, uh, free yourselves from Zahak's chains. This king is Ariman. Ariman. You know the head, uh, the head demon who Tamarez, mm-hmm. the binder of demons, took and rode around the country for a bit. 
Uh, yeah, I because this know. king is Iron Man. And in his heart, he is God's enemy. And everyone's like, fuck yeah. Oh, but. So, yeah, so it turns out all the rumors and, and that, that Zahark had widespread throughout his country trying to find Feridun has kind of helped in uh, helped Kaver because like he knows of Feridun. Everyone's like, oh, there's a guy who can challenge the king. Sweet. It's kind of like, um, uh, what was it? Uh, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Everyone's talking about Aslan. And they're like, oh, we should fucking find Aslan to come and wreck shit. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, um, and, and yeah, pretty happy. And conveniently, so now all got uh, a bit of hope now, eh? all, all got a bit of hope. And conveniently, Kaver knows where to find the young blood relative of Tamarez. Oh, that is convenient. Who's just oh, oozing knows. with far. And he leads his now army of men uh, at the head of the new blacksmith's apron banner towards Feridun's position. Uh, and Feridun, by this time... He's appease his mother. Who wanted him well, yes, to have an army? Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, Faradine's he's, he's not been idle. He's got a little group of group of followers. Everyone's like, "Oh yeah, Faradine, you're pretty awesome." <laughs> he's, like, he's got his companions. He's grown man hanging out with sixteen year olds. Yeah, like, what's he doing for? <laughs> <laughs> he's doing something. <laughs> yeah, um, and he was pretty super stoked to see the apron banner. Um, this is Faradine, that is, uh, and he decks it out with bling and fine trimmings, uh, as it is in the mind, in his mind, a great and powerful symbol. It becomes it becomes a. Uh, like that, ape, that apron, or the, the design becomes like a famous um, banner in like Iranian history. I love so. these humongous warriors sitting around doing arts and crafts. Like, oh, that lads look nice, yeah. <laughs> but a Give us sparkles, guys. <laughs> and don't hold that silly glue. I need to make it real tough. <laughs> Mate, I'm not made of tassels here. Come on. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, no more diamonds. Uh, and so not long after meeting uh, this meeting, Feridun's like, dudes, Zahark's days are numbered. We better march this army on his ass. Hey, oh, by the way, I'm crowning myself as king now. <laughs> and and, and Feridun cool crowns himself. Yeah, everyone, uh, everyone's happy with that. He crowns himself and they, uh, they leave to make ready to depart for war. And there's a bit of a teary farewell between uh, Feridun and his mother, Faranak. Faranak. And he's like, man, um, essentially it's been like, mom, I'm off to war. You better pray for me. Uh, I'll see you later. Bye, mumsy. Uh, now, Feridun, he has two older brothers, uh, which we're just hearing about now, uh, <laughs> named That's uh, Kianush Kia- <laughs> yep, and Barmeyer. So same name as the Technicolored Cow. you got Kianush uh, and Yeah, I was Barmeyer. following along. I was like, oh, yeah. yep, would, has would he got sweet hair? Telling hair or no, no, he like no, he missed out on the hair. He's just regular mop. <laughs> Are his nipples like udders? Is that? He's <laughs> got this long weird thing hanging on. Uh, he's like, this is what I got. It's <laughs> <laughs> some half a cow. Sweet. Uh, but it's known as Feridun's brothers, and they're like, uh, Feridun says to them, he goes, "Don't worry, brave companions. The crown's coming home for sure." Uh, you boys better head to the blacksmith shop. It's coming home. <laughs> yeah, there that you English go. English World Cup shit. <laughs> Have them fix me up a rad ox-headed mace, because I like those. So you better make oh, me a good old ox-headed mace. Uh, they have this done. And so now, with all, all this, oh, everything prepared, the army was ready to move. The prophecy is coming to fruition, but... Prophecy! Coming home. And so Feridun and his two brothers uh, at, his, at the king's side, uh, as if they were loyal brothers... This is uh, something from the uh, the text from the author. Uh, oh, no. So they set out to to exact revenge on Zahak. Zahak. On their way, they came upon a sacred place where men who devoted themselves to God lived. And Feridun notices one of these figures to be quite an angelic, divine dude. Uh, not evil, not a demon, just like just cool. And he teaches uh, Feridun <laughs> some cool magic. 
cool groovy dude. <laughs> the guy's like, I'm definitely not a demon, Faradine. You want to learn something? I'll teach you some cool tricks. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, you sure you should trust me? He said he wasn't a demon. Like, come on. <laughs> what a demon. <laughs> you know, I... You have to tell me if you're a demon. <laughs> if I ask, <laughs> not I'll, be so, I'll be very upset. <laughs> you have to tell me. Yeah. And uh, Faradun's pretty chuffed by this uh, this stuff, as in the, the learning of magic that he prepares. Uh, has his cook prepare a, a real five star meal for the uh, for the dude as as like as, as oh, yeah. thanks. And like yeah, this divine dude loves the dish. By the way, he thought it was tasted amazing. Ooh, lovely. Tell you what, though, uh, there were a couple of blokes uh, in the camp who weren't too happy about how this played out, and it's Faradun's brothers. Oh, no. I thought you said they were loyal, but... <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> uh, they say how much the divine um, being was loving towards Faradun's praise. Oh, sorry, they saw how much the divine being's uh, praise was on Faradun, you know, teaching him magic and shit, uh, and giving him attention that they grew jealous, and they planned to kill Faradun. Oh, straight jealousy. to kill. Straight to kill. Let's yeah. that back in the day. Straight to death. Kill yeah, my brother. Like, Fuck this guy, our brother. Fuck him. Uh, yeah, my brother got something I didn't. I'll just kill him. That'll, yeah. that'll solve it. I'll let that him disappear. Him. Uh, and so while so they, they resolve to kill the king, uh, Feridun mm. sleeps peacefully at the foot of a mountain, and the two treacherous brothers pushed a massive fuck off bowler down from the top, uh, <laughs> aiming aiming to, yes. aiming to get the king. Is the brother Wiley Coyote like <laughs> just a bowler <laughs> down, <laughs> and that's like guaranteed death? There you go, buddy. Oh man, was the next stop an anvil? <laughs> but by the will of God. Or the fact that there's a massive fuck off boulder made that that made a shit ton of noise. It completely went to chance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He hears no, he hears the sound and he's able to stop the boulder by uh, means of magic. Probably the magic he just learned. So, uh, boulders fine. Was it stopping boulders? One hundred and one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh, thank God. Comes at you. <laughs> what a lesson. If, geez, oh, this will this will help you stop boulders. The thing that'll happen because you learnt this. Full circle for you, Faradun. While it seems that Faradun knew that his brothers like tried to kill him, uh, he says nothing. Uh, continuing the next day without mentioning the issue. Oh, he's hiding that under. Oh, that's good. Ooh, so that's what you're boy. supposed to do as brothers. If your brothers annoy you, you just bury it and you save it for ten years later. It's like Cantor Monte Cristo stuff. Revenge yeah. out of nowhere. That's for just, doing that just, ten years ago. Yeah. Like, what? You suck. <laughs> oh man oh murder your firstborn <laughs> yeah just let it okay. fester that's 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 what we're saying uh anyway some minor stuff happens on the journey before Faradun's army rolls into Zahak city which happened to be jerusalem uh the site of this place of his i've place, heard like. of that place oh, yeah yeah and so he just brushes aside the the defenses and smashes up and uh overturns some idols and some like statues on the way Judge! That'll get him riled up. Oh, well, riled up because he cracks the skulls of the priests and demons who are in his way with the ox-headed <laughs> well, So, is yeah, Faradun ain't messing around. They're, they're taking He's cracking this skulls, city. taking names. Look at him again, And the people... He's still on the good side, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He's still the good <laughs> so guy, right? Okay. So. I'm still so. rooting for him. <laughs> and the people in Zahak's capital deserted the serpent king and flocked to Faradun's banner. So mm. obviously, seeing which way the which way the wind's blowing, you know, uh, and the capital is now in the hands of Faradun. Now victory, we won. 
And Faradun strides to Zahak's throne room and places his foot upon the throne. But Zahak is nowhere to be seen. Oh no. What's he doing? Uh, but there is a bunch of servants and slaves around, mostly female, who weren't on the ball enough to have fucked off. Uh, oh no. You know, when things started cooling down the city. Like, <laughs> What's our hero gonna doodle? <laughs> not yes. Well you gotta think, like it's not really a great thing to be a female in a recently conquered or reconquered city. Yeah, uh, you know, the boys' yeah. bloods will be up. <laughs> Even the oh no, God. he's sixteen. Yeah. He's sixteen years old. Oh, the hormones well, are taking control. Never been kissed. <laughs> you still don't kiss. Oh, I don't think oh, of raping that. Oh man, yeah, he skipped a few stages. I think, uh, but oh, no, Jesus. and and a bunch of these black. Oh no, a, a bunch of these, uh, a bunch of these people uh, were the black-haired women of the harem who were apparently pretty fascinating to look at, like super hot, like, you know, the, the highest uh, <laughs> positions in court for females. It sounds like some awful big up. You are fascinating to look at. <laughs> <laughs> it could go both ways, couldn't it? Yeah, you are fascinating. Yeah, your nose is real weird. <laughs> I bet Rocky Dennis heard that a few times. He's like, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> awesome. That's nice of you. Fuck you. So he's got a 16-year-old uh, who's now pretty empowered. He's been, I mean, he's been smashing. He's pretty... You know, he's, He's feeling pretty good about himself, and he's yeah. coming to the evil, and there's all these hot chicks around. Yeah, Dark haired beauties. All, yeah, these these women are all freaking out at the fear. Uh, Does he go like a sixteen year old, all shy? Like, oh, yeah. In a way, hi ladies. Oh, you're really pretty. Hi ladies. Cracking out testy pops. He's like uh, young Anakin. Are you an angel? You're like, yeah. you loser. <laughs> you loser. Did we have to bring up young Anakin? Oh, God. oh man. Uh, no, but Feridun, he's like, it's all good, everyone. Uh, you clearly have oh, been brought is. up as idolaters by this uh, this Zahak fellow. Don't worry. I'm not going to punish you. I'm just going to command that your minds be purified and your souls be freed um, from no. darkness. Uh, you know, as long as you walk my way. It sounds like a, that sounds like a cult leader. That means you that have to sounds sleep with me. Pretty fucked. Pretty fucked. That's a cult leader, right there. Yeah, and I'll tell you what the uh, what the mechanism is to uh, free yourself from darkness. <laughs> it's right it. down here. <laughs> You're like, oh, fuck. it's my freedom stick. Freedom stick. <laughs> Get on it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, he's not like that at all. But uh, he's, he's 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 still a pretty good guy. He's got the fire on him. Remember? Oh, okay, yeah. Well, these stories are written all by men, Pat. So we all know. The writers were all men. Uh, and with that, he had them taught the ways of righteousness and cleansed them of their idolatry. <laughs> the ways of love. <laughs> That's what he taught them. Oh god. Okay. So, what does that mean, Pat? So he's, right, he's rescued them. And it, 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 has it, he? They're, they're now they're now upstanding women, you know. Well, Very slaves, just off the yeah. top of my head, off the top of my head, you know how like um, uh, Rama's girlfriend Sita. was like in prison for a while, and he was like, "Oh, I can't, I, I can't marry you now because uh, Ravana took you, took you." Yes, yes, that old chestnut. Because she was kidnapped, he felt bad yeah. because she was no longer because they kidnapped her. <laughs> Yeah, yeah okay. I, re- I reckon I reckon stuff's probably happening. That was her fault. Probably not. Yeah, <laughs> that was her fault. So now I, I think this is the way for them to be like, you ladies are all you've got your honor back. You're all good. You're now upstanding women again because uh, you're righteous. Welcome back to society, ladies. Aren't women lucky to have guys around to give their honor back? Aren't we nice? <laughs> eh? We can just give them their honor back. Yeah. <laughs> this is how you get your honor back, girl. Here's your honor back. I'll give it back to you because I'm that nice. Oh, you're so sweet. Oh God. <laughs> 
Oh, we must say this. We suck. We suck. <laughs> we do suck. Uh, Our ancestors suck, Pat. We are evolved members. Uh, uh, at least we're shining a light on it. <laughs> we're looking at it. We're talking about it. Uh, but among this it. huddled mass was the sisters of Chamshid. Chamshid. You remember the ones, uh, the one who was chased and the other one who's probably a little bit more fun. I remember them because they were named, Pat. I do remember them. Yes. Sharnavaz and Arnavaz. Sharnavaz. And us. Remember how they finally got a piece of the power of the power pie earlier? Well, all of this was <laughs> the against their will. Yeah. Uh, and these two sisters approach Feridun with tear-soaked cheeks and asks him who he is, <laughs> as they have never seen anyone strong or valiant enough to go toe-to-toe with Zahark and his snake buds. But they reckon he's got it. And uh, Feridun, like stoic as fuck he's like neither this is a fedosi great neither the throne or good or nor good fortune will remain with one man forever like just like looking off into the distance while he says it, like looking <laughs> yeah you like that quote ladies yeah. <laughs> does he is he talking talking to us <laughs> shit <laughs> rude motherfucker uh then he goes on to tell um tell the two magic sisters his entire backstory <laughs> And about his dad, Abbotton, who kind of abandoned his wife and infant child. Then the marvellous technicolored cow, ba- uh, Barmavere. Well, actually, its name was Barmea. Uh, his wet nurse. Uh, and he's like, I've come to Persia to freeze the huck. Uh, so, sorry, I've come to Persia to feed the huck this ox-headed mace of mine. <laughs> Free. Like, freeze the I was like, what a twist. <laughs> Free, Free his head. <laughs> he's a bad guy. I was like, I was like <laughs> Senator Palpatine being, being the emperor pad. Yeah. <laughs> Another Star Wars. And You've Sha- got me in Star Wars yeah. quotes now. Jesus. I know, we're there now. And Sharnavaz and Arnavaz, they're like, you must be Feridun. Like, yeah, we've heard of you, mate. Fantastic. Uh, and they go on to tell Feridun that they are Jamshid sisters and that they were taken against their will and taught evil magic by Zahark. And generally, how Zahark, uh, how terrible he's been and has been to, uh, how terrible Zahark has been to the whole realm. And Feridun believed them and sympathized with their plight. And he's like, girls, Zahark's pretty shit. And if the heavens aren't in league with him, uh, then you can bet your ass I'll beat this mug into the ground. Uh, Do you know where it is, by the way? And uh, yeah, the sisters, they're pretty happy to see Zahark's head on a pike. So they tell him that Zahark uh, was away in India. India. With a large portion of his army um, and directed Feridun where to find him. Uh, but he doesn't have to look too far to find him because Zahak, <laughs> hearing of the taking of his capital, uh, rushes back stuff, yeah, <laughs> like at you. the head of his vast army. So they're, they're like right outside the city. Zahak, the demon king. Uh, so, so yeah, he doesn't need to go looking far because uh, hearing this, uh, he's here now. And at this point, seeing the whole prophecy. Prophecy! Which uh, he certainly helped Brigadua in the motion himself. <laughs> how did this happen? Uh, seeing how this prophecy is coming to fruition and his days are numbered, Zahark decides to disguise himself in common yes. iron armor and yes. separate himself from his army. I love a bad guy without a spine. They're great. This guy's great. He won't fight a man and I'm going to hide. What a yeah. man. And uh, yes. he's like, I'm, my army's pretty sick, but I'm just going to leave it and go solo. <laughs> Great thinking, champ. He doesn't want to find a one-on-one bat. He's going yep. to sleuth. Sleuth. It's oh, great. man. And so, uh, armed with his, his, obviously his iron armor and a slick-looking dagger, and uh, he grabs himself a trusty long lariat. Trusty lariat. Like a, like a rope. 
And the Hulk sneaks Obviously. into the occupied capital <laughs> and makes, well, for some people who won't listen, who don't know, and makes his way. I don't know, that was a joke. Ah. <laughs> Larry. Oh, bad. Yeah. Get off here. Shit. Shit. The bait. The bait got that me. was like Cluedo. Uh, uh, it was <laughs> Doctor Colonel Mustard in the library with the lariat. Everyone's like, "What? <laughs> it's a rope, idiot! <laughs> idiots! Idiots! <laughs> you don't know what a lariat is." <laughs> lariat. And back to the story. Uh, so where was I? So grabbing his uh, his lariat, Zari- uh, Zahak sneaks into the occupied capital and makes his way to one of the roofs of his former palace. And there he spots Sharnavaz. So think like, you know, like real like Prince of Persia, Persia, like sneaking around Assassin's Creed. Like yeah. he's got some agility yep. now. Snakes are probably helping him up the ledges and all that. Like, yeah. He's normal. <laughs> he's made, he's made, this way pass. <laughs> From one of these roofs, he then spots Sharnavaz. Sharnavaz. The one who was down to party before, apparently. Uh, standing with Feridun. Feridun. And cursing Zahak's name. Oh, Use a and your snake buds. So he's close enough to hear Sharnavaz like cursing Zahak's name, but like still hidden or like whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? He's, he's fine. And at this point, Zahak realizes, oh, weird how this is the point, but he realizes that this, that his fate has been determined by the gods and that his little dream prophecy, prophecy. is definitely going to come true. Just because like Sharnavaz is like cussing him out. <laughs> He thinks that it's a prophecy. There's no way out now. Um, and the fire of jealousy flares up in Zahak's mind and he forgets everything but the urge to kill Sharnavaz for reasons. Sound reasoning from Zahak. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Not Feridun. No, no, what would you? And so he draws his glittering dagger and uses his oh. trusty lariat. Trusty lariat. And with great guile, let himself down into the palace, fixed on doing this evil deed. Uh, but his luck was all tapped out, it seems, uh, oh! because as soon as the Huck's foot touches the palace floor, Feridun springs forward like surprise cockface and brings the ox-headed <laughs> mace down on the serpent, the serpent king's head, shattering oh. the iron helmet which he wore. Oh, see you, mate. That didn't help you out. Yeah, so no words on what's going on with the snakes. They must have dodged it. or uh, Did they eat like, the brains? And we're like, ah, finally. <laughs> These were the right brains. He's only broken the iron helmet. Ah, so his head's because he'd had a bit of concussions, surely. Yeah, I mean, I've seen every single like movie, ancient, medieval, all that. Like helmets definitely stop a mace fucking blow. Like your head's gonna be fine under that. If they're the star of the show, (laughs) if it's some pleb in a battle, they're dead. But if it's the big man, they're fine. I always remember that dude in uh, in Braveheart, the guy that got like the it was like a mace with like a sharp little pickaxe, a pick. Thing that he brought down the top of his of his little helmet. He's like, "Hey, you're definitely dead. You're definitely dead." <laughs> the old snippet. He's <laughs> like, Oof. "Oh man." I'm glad I him so. Uh, anyway, it's at this point as Feridun is about to bring the bring down the ox-headed mace upon the now unprotected head of Zahak that the angel Sorush appears before Feridun. It's getting an angel coming down. He gets an angel. He gets Look at an this, angel. Eh? Uh, and it was hard. It was hard to me to, f- to find a lot of info on Sarush, unfortunately. Uh, but this angel kind of pops up a couple of times as like a herald uh, of the heavens. So mm-hmm. kind of like think like for like a Christian to be like Gabriel, you know, the guy the angel always comes down. Oh, don't, don't. Uh, or was it Michael? Was, I think it was Gabriel who came to. Um, I I think Gabriel came down a couple of times. Are you sp- are you doing Michael Michael the John Travolta movie? Or- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I don't know how I know that movie, but <laughs> look it up, guys. 
No one else has. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll give you we'll give you no other info. Um, <laughs> That's all you need to watch. <laughs> yeah, and so anyway, Sarush addresses Feridun in a Fedosi quote: "Do not strike him again. His time has oh. not yet come. Now that you have broken his power." Bind him and take him to where you see as a pass between two mountains. He will live imprisoned within the mountain and his people will never be able to reach him. So, yeah, at first I thought, like, think about, like, the tunnels in the underworld from Gil- the Gilgamesh story. Like, when he goes down uh-huh. to uh, to find the Siduri Brewery, <laughs> the Siduri Brewery at the, uh, the edge of the, <laughs> the sea. Siduri Brewery, the nectar of the gods. The speakeasy that we got it. That one. Yeah. So I thought about that, but kind of think about like um, uh, the treatment, like the way that Sarush is speaking. Think about the treatment of Saruman from like the Lord of the Rings uh, uh, stories and movies. How like his his power has been broken. So now he's like, oh, just don't kill him because he can't do anything now because he's fucked. So you broke his power. I always love that. It's like done. this guy's killed how many people? And then you're like, oh, no, we'll just yeah. keep him around. It's like, just kill him. <laughs> he's killed thousands. You knocked him <laughs> down for a bit. <laughs> just kill him. Like, he deserves yeah. it. Yeah. This piece of shit. Yeah, and uh, Faradun, uh, the kid with a chip on his shoulder his whole life, having people and bovines close to him being taken away, being on the run his whole life, only to gain power and pursue the serpent man who wronged him and brought this whole thing about. Faradun's like, no worries, mate, and lost no time in imprisoning Zahak, Binding him with strips of lion skin so tight that even a raging elephant would not be able to break them. So the kid who's like bent on revenge, who's sixteen by the way, mm. he's like, I can see the bigger picture. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> that, that 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 mace would have been brought down halfway through Sarusha's story. Yeah, like, he needs he through. needs to be burnt on all that dude. <laughs> Do not harm him. You know, and the kid's like, "What? What's that?" Also, oh, I couldn't hear you about like after <laughs> yeah. like over the sound of this dick's yeah. brain. I'm sorry, him. Angel. Why didn't you come down for all those other people that Zahar killed? You jerk. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you protecting him? <laughs> it was their time, was it? You fuck. Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. It's his time because he decided to be their time. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so Zahar saw binded up in lion skin, uh, pretty tight, and uh, now after that. <laughs> Feridun sits on Zahak's golden throne and overturned the Serpent King's evil customs. And with his victory complete, Feridun sent a herald to the city gates to address his people. Fedosi quote, The evil tyrant has been captured and the earth is cleansed of his power. Return in peace to your former occupations and may you live long and happy. Uh, so everyone's pretty chuffed at being freed from the thousand-year-old, thousand-year-long reign of Zahak. Uh, that they all come to pay homage to the king. Uh, they, they, they effectively render under Feridun uh, everything befitting of their new ruler. Uh, and yeah, so he's won. Good on him. Happy days. Hey, hey, he's a winner. There we go. Good on the young kid. Huh? Yeah, Feridun received them kindly. And he's pretty chill, uh, but can't stick around because he's got one more task to complete. Uh, he has the now bound Zahak, Zahak. Brought, dragged out into the street and tossed on the back of a pack mule like a sack of potatoes. Uh, then they <laughs> then they travel <laughs> travel towards the mountains where Mount Damavand is located. Ooh, Damavand. So like east, not west, east, <laughs> near India. 
All right, let us hear in the comments, guys. <laughs> oh, I'd be embarrassed if I if I if I actually wrote that right. down right the first time and it's been saying that wrong the whole time. Yeah. Anyway, oh, the whole time Feridun's just stink eyeing Zahak on this trip, and when they reach the mountains, Feridun's like, "Fuck you, mate! I still want to kill you, and I reckon I'm going to do it now." And uh, <laughs> but again, the angel Sarush appears. Oh my god! Doesn't she have something else to do? Uh, he's this going did I stutter before when I said don't kill him put that mace away and drag this prick's ass up the mountain like, oh he's the worst but <laughs> he's, he's, he's so shit though Sarouche come on kind of just kind of break his leg or something like, yeah give him something. something yeah buckle his knees um, anyway and so there's Sarouche is like mate just drag this guy's ass up the mountain and imprison him and so Faradun, like a good boy uh, does as his bid and imprisons the <laughs> hark and his snake buds inside Mount Damavand uh, now, quite uh, not quite giving him the uh, the bone tomahawk treatment the Feridun's uh, <laughs> deserves. Sorry, that des- big the Hark <laughs> deserves. Yeah, uh, Feridun's not super pleasant though. Uh, for Dosi quote, this is what he does to Zahak. Loading chains on him. Uh, it does a bit of torture. Yeah, loading chains on him and confining him to a narrow cave that seemed to have no end. Heavy nails were driven into his body, avoiding his uh, vital organs and pinning him to the rock so that he would suffer there a long time. And so he was left hanging in chains with his heart's blood staining the ground. End quote. So, yeah, there we we finally leave Zahar. At least it's not going to be pleasant. Imprisoned within this mountain until he presumably bleeds out and dies. And his snakes too, I reckon. <laughs> Maybe this will do the trick. Sure. <laughs> All those Surely, brains to yeah. help. As his, his last, his last like gasp of breath, he's like, oh, it worked. If only I did that. Uh, and Feridun, we are told, continued to reverse the Hark's customs, uh, um, effectively erasing all trace of the Demon King's tyranny from the records. Uh, couldn't have done a great job, though, because we're here talking about it right now. But uh, yeah, he didn't. <laughs> Did well maybe enough. maybe you're underestimating your ability to dig up a good story, but right? no one else uh, knows this story. I do like a scoop. So, uh, <laughs> what a scoop. Uh, so anyway, with justice dispensed on uh, the predisposition towards evil, jewel shoulder wielding serpent motherfucker demon king, that is the Huck, we reach the end of this story. Oh, what? <laughs> Look at that, eh? So what a Terrible tale. Thought. What a I tale. Thought the demons would be coming back. That. Yeah, it is a good tale. Retribution. No, Versus evil, at least they tortured evil. <laughs> yeah. Killing him. They should have just killed him. You know? yeah. Just offs him. Yeah. But, yeah. There you go. Interesting. Pretty interesting characters, though, in this, uh, especially in this part of it. There was. I mean, Shanavaz and Anavaz, the two sisters of Jamshid, you learned some magic and stuff. And a couple of ladies. Ladies with names. Ladies with names. Ladies, <laughs> ladies with, names. with names. Watch out, fellas. <laughs> oh, you could even wiki search it and they'll come up. You're like, oh, wow. The internet says they're real. Even further. Oh, you can't forget the acts of Armael the Pious and Garmael the Perceptive. Two blokes no. who uh <laughs> whose plan was only half as good as it could have been. Yeah, those uh, guys didn't work out too well. Hopefully if they were women, they'd probably would have solved that better plan than just saving half oh. the people. <laughs> but you bet they're in the throne room when uh when <laughs> when Feridun's like being received and everyone's like like the end like another Star Wars reference, the end of the uh <laughs> End of the uh, the first Star Wars movie, uh, A New Hope, where they're all in the in the throne room getting medals, and like you better believe uh, yeah. those guys got medals. They're like, oh, well done, Armael and Garmael, and they're like, we are so good. You're like, all the people's families are in there. Like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> 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 
Uh, what, what happened? What happens if twins are sent forward? To, well, you to got like, a good one. I don't know how you imagine that. Yeah, you kill the evil one, obviously. Well, it has to everyone be knows, everyone knows There's always one. an evil one. Uh, uh, but you got you got a feel though for the blokes with no names. Uh, the one who owned the uh, owned the. That was the what I actually took out of his story. Uh, as someone not being named as a man, that's oof, I get oh. you. I can understand how the women feel now. That's brutal. That's about 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 time. A couple of we see a couple of nameless dudes with pivotal oh. roles. Well, he could have ancestors listening to this, and it's like go fuck yourselves. No name. He was integral. He he, he even, raised him. Yeah. Again, even Jesus's father Joseph, like hash, like father. I was Joseph about to say, about, a, was that his mention. father? Hey, was yeah, that his father? Nah. Well, you know, sure. no. <laughs> What? Isn't... Like no, obviously. Easy now. Like, Easy now. Like oh, I swear I didn't touch her, but you meant to, Joseph. You meant to. You're allowed to. You're married. Oh Jesus! I feel bad. Yeah, yeah, even no. gets a mention, but the guys who raise Feridun, this major king, <laughs> don't get him get a. They ain't got a whistle. Um, Joseph have to deal with a powerful ex, God. <laughs> it's like oh, keep bringing up God again. <laughs> yeah. I wonder he couldn't get himself up to nail it with Mary. Yeah. Dad's like, fuck you, dad. I'm going to stay with my real dad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> my real dad created the earth. Oh, Jesus. Good. <laughs> Just eat your beans, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm packing blanks anyway, don't you, son? Yeah. Like, there's, there's no way this is going to happen. Miracle. Uh, anyways, yeah. yeah, so that, that, ends, that ends the story of Zahak the Demon King. Zahak the Demon King. What's your thoughts, mate? I like that. I still think my favorite thing was the request to. Uh... <laughs> Massage the shoulders and rub my face on them. That Such was something else. Thing. Strange <laughs> was, request. I might have to request it myself. <laughs> it might have to be done at happens. some point in my life. Snakes, apparently. I love how they. I love how, at least in this part, how they they bring on like two evil brothers who want to kill Feridun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they fail, and then nothing ever happens of it. I like how <laughs> the brothers just turn on them quickly. Hey, wait a second! <laughs> I want attention. That's great. That priest gave him attention. <laughs> he must <laughs> oh, die. Oh, you bastard. Uh, oh, well. But there we go. There we go. Now we know the tale. Part two in the can. Part two. Done. Big thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And big thanks for you, Matt, for jumping aboard again. And uh, mm. thought I'd do the right thing give you just a two-parter. <laughs> you looked after me. An epic two-parter, but uh, we got there. No, no, it was good. Man. Good story. One I had never heard of, obviously, because I'm a bit... Mm. I haven't seen it on Netflix, so. Well, the Shana is one of those one of those epics that uh, it's making its way more into Western culture. So, mm. yeah, I think we'll hear some more out of that. I reckon. Look at that, eh? Do you reckon they're getting greenlit right now? Netflix is. Oh, what's that? Netflix? Yeah, yeah. I'll be. I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> Just gonna finish this podcast, guys. I'm gonna see a show with this. All oh, this content. You're gonna be an executive producer, right? <laughs> Hundred million. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> well, I have I'll conditions. Take from, I'll take a break from podcasting. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, I'll take so, yep, that'll wrap it. So don't forget to uh, decimate that that like button and that follow button, guys. Help us keep this show trucking and tell all your friends. Oof. Unfortunately, that wasn't Netflix on the line, so we need something to help us quit these pesky day jobs of ours. Uh, yeah, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your enemies, tell your family enemies. I don't give a fuck. Just tell everyone. Tell anybody you see. Yell it out your window right now. We want you roaming the streets. Oh, man. Oh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's it for this episode. Uh, big thanks for everyone for joining. But Matt, uh, do you have a little, uh, little Kanga Cuffs plug there for us before we say adieu? 
Oh, shit, you put me on the spot again. Um, uh-huh. Yes. All right, I'll do this as succinctly as possible. Kanga cuffs yes by website visit www.kangacuffs.com. There you go. Boom. <laughs> was that a soundbite or was that real? Hey, guys, enjoy. Had to wait for things to settle then. Whoa, that was oh, stoic. Wasn't it just... <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, yep, excellent. Thanks again, Matt, and uh, thanks for tuning in again, guys. Catch us next time uh, when we dive into a whole new story. Uh, Can't wait. But as for now, cheers for now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to A Little History. To get in touch, feel free to get us on Facebook, Instagram, or hit us up on the Gmail at littlehistorypodcast at gmail.com. We'll catch you next time for a little history. Cheers.